Amen. Praise God. <laughs> the joy in the Holy Spirit that we feel and that we get to share one with another as we get to express God through our lives because he is seeking to express himself in us. Individually, God gets to express himself in us. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Hallelujah. He is such a wonderful, wonderful Savior. This morning, I do have a message for you, and uh, the message is inspired by a book that I've read by T.D. Jakes. Any of y'all familiar with T.D. Jakes? Praise God. Y'all all need to be familiar with T.D. Jakes, okay, because he's a, he's a dynamic preacher, pastor, and um, his messages are just incredible. He, he's one of those influences in my life that just continues um, helping me to grow in Christ. There's, there's other ministers as well that I have made mention of previously um, and some others that I haven't made mention of to you yet as I you know, study some of their materials and just look at some of the things that they are doing. There's so much to be done in the kingdom, isn't it? Yeah. Amen. Anybody want to see the kingdom of God grow right here in the city of Wilkesbury? Yeah. Anybody want to be a part of that growth? Anybody want to be a part of that, making that happen, praise God? Amen. Because as we want to see it, somebody's got to be it. Amen. Before it can actually be done, we got to believe it. We got to see it in our minds before we can really see it physically. So we see it in our minds. We believe it in our minds. And then because we believe it, we put action behind it. And that is when we then begin to see it. Praise God. So my message this morning is, talking about, is going to talk about being fully committed, question mark. Fully committed, question mark. I ask you this morning, do you think that God is fully committed? Do you believe that he is fully committed unto you? Amen. I believe that. Praise God. He demonstrated that by getting robed in the flesh and coming to the, the earth and saving each and every one of us by giving his life for us on Calvary. Amen. Fully committed. Amen. Surrendered his life to save yours, to save mine. Yes. That's a full commitment. Yes. So then if we answer the question, is God, is Jesus fully committed? Then the question only remains, are we fully committed? Praise God. So I'm going to hopefully share this with you this morning, Naya. Praise God. So that we can begin to evaluate ourselves with that question. Full commitment. Praise the Lord. Before we get into the word of God this morning, praise the Lord. I'm excited about the baptism next Sunday. Praise the Lord. 
and there may be some others that will come and join us. I'm not sure. Um, Sister Pamela, I'm sure, will be letting us know. Praise God if that's going to happen or not. Praise the Lord. Baptism is a very serious thing. But can I share this with you? Baptism does not save you. Water baptism does not save you. I don't want anyone to um, think for a moment just because you get baptized in that watery grave that you are saved. God's grace saves you. We are saved by grace. Nothing else but grace. We don't deserve it. There is nothing that we have done that we should feel that we deserve the grace of God. Amen. There is nothing that I will ever do uh-huh. where I'm going to feel like I deserve the grace of God. Amen. His grace is at his pleasure to give it unto us. That's how good our God is. Can we give him some praise this morning? Thank you, Jesus. But let me tell you what grace then will do. Because we have grace, we can then use our faith because everybody has a measure of faith. That's just biblical. Then we put that faith Faith being the substance of things hoped for. Are you hoping for salvation? We put that faith in God's goodness of his grace and thereby we are saved. And now we put our faith into action and we agree with the word of God. And then that is why we have baptism. That is why you decide to get baptized. Because you are putting your faith in God's grace, in his word, and you are following through on your faith with action behind it. Praise God. So I'm excited about the baptism next week. Amen. Along with the baptism next week, there comes a promise. The promise of salvation is that you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. It is a gift. Praise God. And um, what do we have to do for a gift? You know, when my mom was alive and we would buy her different gifts for different holidays and everything, one of her questions would always be, and she would uh, ask it jokingly, what did I ever do to deserve this? That was just one of her questions. And, and I would reply, nothing. <laughs> just jokingly, I would reply, nothing. But... That is the premise behind a gift. We don't really have to do anything to deserve that gift. But praise God, the things that she had done was the reason that we, we gave her the gifts that we did give her. We were showing our appreciation, our love for the goodness that she had shared and, and showed to us all those many years. So we just wanted then to, at different holidays, to just give her gifts to show her how much she was appreciated. 
And I sometimes wonder, why does God give us so many good gifts? It's not because I have done anything to really deserve these good gifts. It's just because His grace. Just because of His grace. The gift of the Holy Ghost is just because of His grace. The gift of His power is just because of His grace. The gift of His love is just because of His grace. And see, the Holy Ghost is going to give you that power that you need to live a victorious life each and every day. To go on and fulfill the things that God has called you to do. Praise anybody want the Holy Ghost? Praise God. Anybody want to use the gift of the Holy Ghost? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That is what we're going to need to really accomplish the things that God has called us to do in this world. Praise the Lord. So that is a gift unto you. Praise God. The gift of the Holy Ghost comes with evidence, and that is speaking in tongues. Gift, speaking in tongues is such a wonderful part of the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's not all of the Holy Ghost. That's not all that the Holy Ghost is, is just speaking in tongues. Don't ever let anyone um, convince you otherwise. Speaking in tongues is a very important part of it. And if you're not speaking in tongues, you need to be speaking in tongues. You need to seek, seek to speak in tongues more regularly. Praise God. When a situation that you don't understand and that is going on, speak in tongues. Your spirit knows how to communicate with God way better than the flesh does. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And that's just the truth. God is a spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when your flesh doesn't know what to do, seek to speak to God in the spirit. In the moanings and the groanings and the language that he understands, but maybe the flesh doesn't understand. Praise God. It's all good. <laughs> and it's all in the word of God. I just needed to share that with y'all before I get into the message this morning. It's not a really long message this morning, but it is talking about commitment. Praise God. Yes, I am going to take up the offering here. Praise the Lord. Hey, online community, how y'all doing out there? Put an uh, answer in the comments. I hope y'all are doing well. Some of y'all are not in the service this morning that I was hoping to see here this morning. But praise God, I hope you are joining us online. And if you are joining us online, let us know you're online. Praise God. Give a praise unto the Lord. Put a hallelujah in the comments this morning. Praise God. And before we take up an offering this morning, praise the Lord, I just want to... Have y'all agree this morning, be in agreement with me, be in agreement with the word of God. Anybody agree with the word of God this morning? Yeah. Praise God. So Jesus, do you, how many of you believe that Jesus lives inside of you? How many of you believe that Jesus is the resurrection? So the resurrection is inside of you, right? Amen. Somebody say, I am the resurrection. I agree with Jesus. I agree with power. I agree with his love. I agree with God. I agree with his word. I agree to produce the fruit of the spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Let's give the Lord some praise. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, you just agreed with some uh, life changing things right there. I invite you to agree with them each and every day. Yes. 
Somebody say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Can we give the Lord some more praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, when we're talking about full commitment, are you fully committed? These are some of the things that you need to be fully committed to. Commit to his word. Commit to his power. Commit to the fruit of the spirit, praise God, and the production thereof. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. So at this time, we're going to go before the Lord and we're going to take up an offering. Brother Jasir is with us this morning. And Brother Jasir, would you come and take up an offering and say a blessing over the offering? Brother Jaden, would you come and get the jars for us? It's good to see the young people in the house, and I always feel extra blessed when I get to have the young people up here. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I know they like to go downstairs, but I like to see them up here, too. So um, it's no matter where they are, praise God, they're being fed the word of the Lord if they're in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Brother Jasir, would you say a blessing? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to begin this morning in 2 Timothy chapter 1. And you can turn there in your Bibles as uh, we're still taking up the offering this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Praise God. Second Timothy chapter one, and we're going to begin at verse 12. Second Timothy chapter one, beginning at verse 12. Is God fully committed to you? What is my commitment? Some of the questions that we are going to answer throughout the uh, message this morning. Do others know you are committed? And see, we're gonna, uh, I'm going to get some congregation participation this morning, as I sometimes do. And we're going to make a list of things that you feel are things that require a commitment in your life. So do others know you are committed? To what are you committed? And um, there's some of the things that I would like us to know that we should be committed to, especially if we call ourselves a child of the king and that king is Jesus, we need to be committed to Christ. We need to be committed to the body of Christ. We need to be committed to ourselves and our families. And we need to be committed to the dream that God has placed in our hearts. Amen. Praise God. And so with those things, then comes a commitment to the world. Amen. Because as we fulfill the dream in our hearts, we're only going to be a blessing unto others that are in this world. So 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 12. And it says, For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against 
that day. Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me, in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us. Praise God. Father, we thank you this morning for all of those that are here. Thank you, Lord, for the messenger this morning. Thank you, Lord, for blessing our knowledge, understanding, giving us wisdom. Oh, Lord, uniting us, oh God, in all of the fruit of the Spirit. And let kindness and happiness just be in abundance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. You know, I was going to sing that song. We sang it last week. I was going to sing it again this, this week. And uh, praise the Lord. I didn't. Great is thy faithfulness. And there's another song that kind of goes along with Great is Thy Faithfulness. And I, it was probably inspired by the song Great is Thy Faithfulness. And it's sung by the group called Tribal. And it's called... Um, promises that is the name of the song but they use it there's a verse in that song that I think they take from great is thy faithfulness and they sing it great is thy faithfulness unto me great is thy faithfulness to me and that's right from the song great is thy faithfulness they just sing it a little bit different Praise God. But it's a beautiful song and beautiful words. And you know what? The song, Great is Thy Faithfulness, says, All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Is that a commitment? Amen. We learned last week, praise God, we learned last week that about the days of creation. And everything God created, man last. And all the other things that he created before man, he had them all in order. Praise God. All in order because man was not going to have to need for anything when man was created. Everything that man would need or want was already there. When he got hungry, he didn't have to say, okay, what am I going to eat? It was already there. When he got cold, there was already the light that was there to warm him. Everything that he would possibly need. When he needed a, a place to stay, the garden was prepared already for him so beautifully. Couldn't have asked for a be more beautiful place and a more accommodating place to stay. It was already there. All that he needed, God's hand had already provided. Is God fully committed? Amen. Everything that man has ever needed from the beginning of time, God put it all in the earth. You look at all the different things that we use from a tree. And he put all of the seeds inside of that tree so that more trees could be made. 
Inside of man, he put seeds as well so that we could continue to procreate. And he did that in all of the living things that he created. He also put inside of man seeds of greatness. Praise God. So man could uh, be raised up and become great in the earth. He put inside their seeds of kings. So that we could rule and have dominion over everything. Praise God. Inside of you, there are kings, praise God. Inside of you, there are seeds of love. There are seeds of joy. There are seeds of power, praise God. But we got to realize that those seeds are inside of us. And they, they weren't put there by us. God put them there. Thank you, Jesus. He knows what he's doing. Greatness never goes on sale, though, does it? You know, <laughs> some people want to be great. Amen. Anybody in here feel like God has called them to do great things? Don't be shy. Raise your hands if you feel like God has called you to do great things. Let me uh, be the bearer of some good news or maybe some bad news. Greatness never goes on sale, does it? You're not going to find anybody in this world that has accomplished great things where they have not been ridiculed, where they have not been mocked, where they not have been uh, beat down by the world, where they felt like they were losing at times, where they went through failure after failure after failure before they reached greatness. Time and time again. Greatness never goes on sale. Quality. Anybody like quality things? Quality clothing, quality cars, quality shoes? Because you can buy a whole bunch of cheap shoes, and guess what? You're going to have to turn around and buy a whole bunch more. But if you buy one pair of good shoes, they will last you a very long time. How long did the children of Israel wander in the wilderness? They never had to get new shoes. God gave them some quality shoes. <laughs> Our God is a God of quality. It, it, quality never goes on sale. It doesn't have to because people are going to pay for it because they want the quality. Amen. Greatness never goes on sale because you're going to have to pay the cost. And this is where commitment, where the rubber is going to meet the road in commitment. Praise God. So are you persuaded that he is able to keep that which you've committed unto him against that day? Amen. Yes, I am. Are you going to hold fast to the form of sound words? His words are sound words. The word that you agree with, those are sound words which you've heard and which you're going to continue to hear this morning. Somebody say, bring on the sound words. Praise God. I was going to teach about uh, the Sabbath today. And God just kind of said, put that on hold. So that message is in pre preparation still because. And it's just about done. But God said, put that on hold and preach on being fully committed. Praise God. We need to see some fully committed Christians. We need to be yes. those fully 
committed Christians. There's some things that my wife and I have went through, praise God, that some people would have just shut the doors to this church and said, well, someone else do it. And we would have went on our merry way. Praise God. Many of you don't know some of the things that we have been through in um, establishing this ministry and continuing on in this ministry. Praise God. Being called to pastor is not an easy uh, calling by any means. And I've often asked, does anybody want this job? And, and it's hard to get somebody to say yes. Praise God. And there have been some that have said yes. And had they been up here, I do believe the doors would have been shut already. Praise God. So God knows what he's doing and he's fully committed. So I have to ask myself the same question. Am I fully committed? Am I fully committed? Commitment is is serious and with commitment there comes responsibility responsibility and um what is the benefit of being seriously committed and there are some benefits so i i listed some so when you're fully committed right and you have a serious commitment sister faith you go from not striving but to thriving that is the benefit if you remain seriously committed you will get through the striving and you will one day be thriving. You will get through the demise of things and you will be revived in things. You will not just survive, praise God, because we're looking at the benefits now. You will not just survive, but you will become fully alive, praise God. Anybody interested in becoming fully alive instead of just surviving, going through this world, just surviving? Praise God. <clears throat> Those are the things. And if we can begin to count the things that we receive from God. Anybody ever begin to make that list with the things that you have received from God? You start to make that list and you, I'm telling you, you will run out of paper, praise God, because the list is so long. One thing that you think of just leads to another thing, praise God. And let me ask you this. When you make that list of things that you receive from God, does it amount to more than what you give to God? Amen. 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 So some of the things that we got to look at being committed to again is, am I committed to Christ? Am I committed to the body of Christ? Am I committed to myself and my family? Am I committed to my dream? Praise God. Welcome, Sister Maria. Praise God. You have your two, two kids with you this morning? Oh, praise God. Welcome, both of you. Your niece and your son? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Good to have you here this morning. You had to press your way, but you are here. <laughs> praise God. Let's give the Lord some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> so again, our commitment to Christ, the body of Christ. 
And sometimes we think that we're committed to Christ. Praise God. Or we will readily say that we're committed to Christ. But then we got to recognize that Christ is the head of the body. And if we're committed to Christ, that means we should be committed to the body of Christ. You can't separate them. You can't separate your head from your body and expect to live. No way. But people want to separate their, uh, their, the head of Christ from the body of Christ, and it doesn't work that way either. So if you're going to be committed to Christ, you've got to be committed to the body of Christ. I'm really going to bring it this morning. I'm going to bring it because it is time that it be brought forth so that we can do the things that God has called us to do. Commitment. Are you really committed? And are you committed to yourself? Praise God. When I say committed to self and your family, you got to be committed to working out your soul salvation before you can work out your family soul uh, soul's foundation, salvation. Be committed to yourself. And a lot of us, I believe, we're not committed to ourselves. We're not committed to our own growth in Christ Jesus. We're looking at adding to the church, but we need to add to ourselves first. We get ourselves right, and and I uh, tell that story about the puzzle all the time. About the, the man who, whose child, he comes home and his, his son wants to play with him. He's so busy, he even brings work home that he has to do work. And so he gives, the son wants to play with him, and the father gets this puzzle of a man, of, of the world. And um, he's like, my son will never be able to figure out this puzzle. Because he doesn't know what all these different parts of the world are. And he gives it to his son and he says, when you put that puzzle together, then I will play with you. He's thinking, I'm going to have lots of time to get done my work that I need to get done. And so the son says, okay, daddy, he's real excited about this. He takes that puzzle and he goes into the other room and he puts that puzzle together so fast that dad is absolutely amazed. And he comes and knocks on his dad's door. Dad, dad, I'm finished. I'm finished. Let's play. Let's play. The dad is upset. I told you not to bother me until I get my work done and and you put that puzzle together. And he looks at his dad with tears in his eyes and he says, but dad, I did put it together. And his dad is totally shocked that this little boy, number five years old, put that puzzle together so fast. And he says, how did you do that so fast? Little boy turns the puzzle of the world over and on the other side is a picture of a man. And he said, I just put the head where it goes and the legs where they go and the arms where they go and his body where it goes. Praise God. And the moral of that story is you get the man right, you get the world right. You got to get yourself right before you can get anybody else right. So you got to have a commitment to yourself. And a commitment to your dream. Anybody got dreams that they have and those dreams have not come to fruition yet? You haven't seen those dreams come fully into view yet? It's been a while. It's been, anybody had them dreams for a long time? Yes. Praise God. Yeah, me too. Praise God. And they just haven't really come to pass yet. That's all right. 
But Sister Olivia said something on the prayer call on Tuesday. And I can't remember it verbatim, but I am hoping she remembers. God's delays. Every rejection is a redirection. Praise God. Now, in pursuit of your dreams, anybody ever shared their dream with somebody or has been in pursuit of their dream and they've been told no? Praise God. But the rejections can be just a redirection. That's not the avenue to go that way. Can we still continuously pursue? Amen. Amen. Anybody interested in reaching their promises? Yes. Amen. Praise God. The children of Israel, they were interested in reaching the promised land, even though it took them 40 years to do it. Amen. Redirection. Praise the Lord. How sad would it be to die and never have truly lived? And never have truly lived. And I, I believe this happens way too often. Because we have these dreams. We have these things that we should be committed to. But we lack commitment to them. And so therefore, because we lack that commitment, they don't come to pass. Now, I'm, I'm just going to be serious about commitment here today. Because all of us have these things that we want to do. I mean, marriage is a really important issue, isn't it? Isn't marriage important? It is to me. But when 50 to 60 percent of marriages fail... Is it that important to other people? Is there real commitment? Some people get married and they, they know that they can get a divorce just as easily or easier than they get married. Some people don't even think about being, getting married. They just live together. There's no commitment. Because you can easily walk away from that. Anybody want to be committed to their kids? With kids, there are no guarantees. In relationships, there are no guarantees. Anybody got some problematic people in their families? <laughs> Amen, I think we all do, right? Or we're the problem, maybe I'm the problem. Praise God, and nobody wants to admit that they got problematic people in their family because their problem is me. <laughs> but that's okay. When you are committed, you are going to be committed to people, whether they are problematic or whether they are not. Amen? Amen? Can we get an amen there? Praise God. Anybody committed to their families? Amen. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But how sad, really? Because didn't Jesus Christ die so that we could have life and life more abundantly? Amen. How many of us really feel like we're living in that life and life more abundant? I mean, 
Can we answer? Can, can anybody say, yes, I am? Yes, I am. Well, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm missing something. I'm just going to be honest. I'm missing something. Praise God, I'm missing something. Do we have an abundant church? I'm missing something. Praise God. Anybody got all the finances that they want? I'm missing something. Come on, church, can we just be honest? Praise God. And this is my point here. How sad would it be to die and never having truly lived? Say somebody else is living my life. Can we be honest this morning? Or I'm going to be. I am going to be. Praise God. Because I think that we need to be and stop playing games. We serve a God that's real. We serve a God that's true. We serve a God that loves us. We serve a God that died for us. We serve a God that rose from the grave from us. We serve a God that gave us abundance. And so many of us are living in lack. And we're lacking commitment. That is why we are living in lack. I'll preach to myself if y'all ain't going to receive what I'm preaching this morning. Let me tell you, God is a transmitter. Yes. And as a transmitter, he's transmitting something and there has to be a receiver, praise God. Yes. Anybody want to receive what God is transmitting this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. Can, can, can we receive what God is transmitting this morning? Praise the Lord. Now, I come to beat you up a little bit. Is that all right? Anybody ever got beat up by the word? Are you, are you through fighting? You want to get slapped around a little bit more? You can't beat God, so you might as well join him. <laughs> can't beat him, so you might as well join him. What is stopping, what is stopping us from committing? What, why do we have a lack of commitment? What are some things, and this is where I want y'all to help me this morning with uh, some participation. What are some things that we believe require commitment? What are some of the things? Adam. Self-confidence. Self-confidence. That does require commitment, doesn't it? Because th- uh, the world will knock it out of you and uh, saddle us all with low self-esteem, won't it? But if you're going to get some self-confidence, you better sure enough build up yourself, encourage yourself. Brother Terry. Job. Our careers, our jobs require commitment, doesn't it? There was a guy that I used to work with, and he, one of his uh, to work by slogans was, I'm going to do as little as possible and get paid as much as possible. <laughs> Praise God. And... It's amazing, he kept getting promoted. (laughs) 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 Woo! 
That's commitment. <laughs> All right. Sure enough. Praise God. But that's not normally how you are going to succeed, is it? But there are some people who, who can make that work for them if they commit it to it. <laughs> that's good, Brother Terry. Anyone else? Sister Helen. Being healthy takes a commitment, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. I could eat anything and everything that I want, and sometimes I do. And yesterday was one of those days. <laughs> but I'm glad I don't do that every day. Amen. We went to see the Mario movie yesterday, and I got a big old tub of popcorn. My wife ate just a little bit, but I was tearing that popcorn up. I was in had butter on it, and then I had gotten some salt. <laughs> Put more salt on it. Isaiah said, you're going to put more salt on that popcorn? I said, yes. <laughs> and I ate the whole thing. Drank a big old lemonade. Had some Swedish fish. Ate the whole bag. <laughs> and that's probably why I got the headache. Because <laughs> I don't eat like that all the time. Praise God. And I don't go to the movies too much either. But every time I go to the movies, that's what happens. So that's why I don't go to the movie so much. Praise God. Thank you for that. Health requires a commitment. Anybody committed to being healthy? Amen. We got to take care of these bodies. God gave them to us. They're only on loan. We got to take care of them as best as we can. Sister wife. Mm. Praise God. Picking and choosing parts of the word that you want to agree with it. And you know what? You cannot divide the word of God. God is the word. You cannot divide it. It is he is one. And if we are going to be united in him, we have to agree with his whole word. Now, that, that, that does not mean that we got to live by Old Testament law. We got to know his word. And Jesus atoned for the Old Testament. Praise God. See, when I, start, when I um, teach on the Sabbath and some of those teachings that they followed back in the Old Testament, you're going to realize. Praise God. By his word, that that's already been fulfilled. We couldn't possibly live by the Old Testament laws today. Right. It's no surprise to God. That's why he did things the way that he did them. Amen. 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 Praise God. It's no surprise to God that we are here at this moment in time right now. Talking about commitment. Praise God. Anyone else with something that they, Sister Phyllis. Parenting, be committed to parenting, praise God. Oh my, what a responsibility that is. Because again, our kids come with no guarantees. We don't know how they're going to turn out. We don't know what we're going to get while they're stewing in the oven there. And then when they come out, it's like, this is it. This is our life now. Are we committed to that responsibility? 
And as they grow, are we committed to that responsibility? The best things that we could ever do with our kids, as they were given as a gift to us, give them back to God. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. And leave them there. Brother Mike. Commitment to church, being in church. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> Committed to self-improvement. Praise the Lord. Commitment to being in church. And uh, I just want to speak on that one just a little bit. Is it necessary? Yes. Commitment to being in church. What if I decided I'm uncommon? What if she decides she wasn't coming? Uh-huh. Yeah, you start to identify other people that could take our places, but they got to be willing to. They got to be committed as well. And then it might very narrow its way down to you. Sister Maria. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I, I totally agree. It is because you do miss something. You can join online. Yes. And you're welcome to do that. And there's going to be some time, some situations, circumstances where we might all be online. Right. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But when we can get together, it's like, OK, um, somebody's having a wedding. They're going to live stream it. I was invited to the wedding. I'm just going to join the live stream. Is your presence going to be missed? Yes. Amen. Especially if you're the bride or the groom. All right. All these different events, graduations, I'm just going to join live stream. Parties, I'm just going to join live stream. Work, I'm just going to join live stream. So many people that were working from home are being called back, and if they don't come back, they're being fired. We have the best opportunity that is right in front of us, being fully committed to the God who is fully committed unto us, but yet we lack commitment. Because if you're going to be fully committed to Christ, that means you're going to be fully committed to the body of Christ. You can't separate the two. Praise God. Commitment comes with a responsibility. And I thank you all for sharing. Was there anyone else that had anything to share as far as um, commitments that you feel are important? Relationships are important and require a commitment. Anybody have a really good friend? Okay. And does friendship take commitment? Yes, it does. And that's why I have very few. Because it, commitment takes time. 
You have to spend time with people that you are committed to. In a marriage, you got to spend time. You got to invest quality time. It takes a commitment. In, a, in having a relationship with Christ, it takes a commitment. And that commitment goes way beyond Sunday. And being committed to the body of Christ, it takes a commitment and it goes way beyond Sunday. There's been so many people that have seemingly joined this church. And if everybody that had joined this church and come and said, I'm a member of this church, we'd have people come up here and they were dedicated. They wanted a dedication service. We, were, we didn't even do anything like that. But we did it for them because they wanted to show their commitment. But they're not here. Lack of commitment. And even in these big, large churches, people go through the orientations and everything, and you hear it from pastors all the time. And then you don't see them. They get all the materials, go through the classes, and then they stop showing up. Lack of commitment. Can we... If we had a God that was lacking in commitment like we are, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Commitment comes with responsibility. Is the head committed to the body? Yes. Jesus Christ is committed to the body of Christ. Yes, he is. is your head committed to the rest of your body? Right. Let me tell you something, your foot wouldn't know what to do without the head. But so many of us, we lack commitment to the body of Christ, and, and we think the body of Christ is just going to continue to function without us. We think, oh, when we decide to return, they're still going to be there. But how much further along will, might we be if everybody was fully committed? Fully committed to your dream. Fully committed to yourself. Fully committed to your family. And the best commitment that you're going to make is when you're committed to Christ. Amen. Because all those other things will fall in line. But if you're fully committed to Christ, you will be fully committed to the body of Christ. And I'm talking to you guys that are at home today too. Praise the Lord. Is the foot committed to the rest of the body? Sure it is. The foot couldn't live if it was cut off. It would die, it would rot, it would smell. But because it's connected to the body, it can live, it can get cleaned up, and it can look right. Women go ahead and cut up their toenails. Not cut them up, but... <laughs> Get them nice and trimmed and they paint their toes and my wife goes through all of those beauty treatments and everything Praise God and she remains beautiful taking care of her body It's important But all the internal parts of you sister Helen said health is important all those internal parts they require us to take care of them they're not just going to take care of themselves. That means we got to eat, even if we don't feel like eating sometimes. 
Yeah, we got to fast, even though we don't feel like fasting sometimes. <laughs> Praise God. It takes commitment. But we have to understand that the body of Christ and serving in the body of Christ requires whose commitment? Anybody think I'm committed? Do I demonstrate that I'm committed to this church? Praise God. Some of the things that my wife and I have uh, experienced in following through with commitment, you know, we don't have a retirement. Our retirement went into this church. We don't have one. Is that commitment? But yet some don't even pay tithing. Is that commitment? Some give just a little offering. Is that commitment? See, this is if God is fully committed unto us, unto every aspect of our lives, God is fully committed. And he has already put in place everything that we will ever require, everything that we should ever desire. Amen. He's already put it in place. Amen. Everything to make our dreams a reality. Amen. Thank you, He's fully committed. Yes, he given everything. Amen. So much and so he gave his own life. How much are we giving in return? Told y'all I was going to bring it this morning. I love you. Love you too, Pastor. Praise God. I've been smiling through this. <laughs> Commitment really, truly does require responsibility. Praise God. And I am so thankful for those of you who are committed. But is anyone in here realizing that you could be more committed? Amen. I am too. I am too. I'm realizing that I could be more committed. Praise God. I'm hearing the messages it has brought forth this morning. I'm feeling it too. Praise God. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25. We're going to read verses 34 through 40. And to be in right relationship with God, it takes receiving and giving. To be in right relationship with God, it takes receiving and giving. God gives and you receive. I receive. But you got to give. I got to give so that God can receive. Amen. Amen. To be in right relationship, because in a relationship, even in a friendship, praise God, if there's always a friend who is receiving and the other friend is always the one giving, who thinks if you're the giving friend, you're going to get tired of giving one day? Mm-hmm. You ever had a, a, a conversation where someone is always just talking about themselves and you rarely get a chance to talk anything, say anything about yourself. Yeah. 
Anybody ever had a relationship like that? Uh Uh-huh. You're always the listener. They're always the talker. Anybody ever get tired of just listening? Uh Uh-huh. I believe this. God does a whole lot of listening sometimes. And we tune him out when he begins to talk. We tune him out when he begins to talk. Brother Edwin talked on on Bible study on Wednesday about that still small voice. And sometimes we tune that still small voice right out. It gets drowned out by all the things in the world. But when it's time for us, when we got a need, we want to bombard heaven's gates like God doesn't even know about it already. We're informing God of things in our lives like it's a surprise to him. And he already knows everything. There's no surprises. He's well informed. Already. Praise God. But then when it comes time for him to tell you how to remedy the problem, you go ahead and do something else. Just like I do at times. Praise God. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 40. I'm going to come back to this in just a moment here what I was just talking about. I got you. I got to mark that. It says in verse 34, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was and hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one, least Oh, my. What's the rest of that verse? Mine got cut off. Praise God. I'm sorry, but my verses got cut off there. I knew that was it, but I didn't want to misspeak. Praise God. Done unto one of these, one of the least of these. Praise God. There was a little boy who showed up in our neighborhood the other day. And um, his name was... Khalib. And he's just a cute little boy, probably about eight. Uh, little black boy. He had an afro like I used to have at one time when I was little. Praise God. Sister Kathy probably remembers when I was little and had that afro. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, he was just one of the cutest little kids. And he, I was uh, hosing off the car and he said, can you squirt me with that hose? And I informed him, I said, this water is really cold. And it was a hot day. It was one of the hot days last week. And uh, he said, well, can I touch it? 
and he touched the water, right? And uh, he said, oh, that is cold. <laughs> so he didn't want to get squirted. And then he said, well, can I have a drink of water? And we were experiencing some dirty water last week, and I certainly wasn't going to give him water from the hose anyway because I don't drink water from the spigot. Praise the Lord. And so I said, if you go to the back door, knock on the door. My wife is in the kitchen. I said, she will give you a bottle of water. Tell her Pastor Adam said, you can have a bottle of water. And he did. I mean, he just followed the instructions verbatim, and he got himself a bottle of water. And I told him, I said, you can come here anytime and get a bottle of water or if you need something. And let me tell you why I did things that way. There are people in this world that would have lured him in their house and he would never have been seen again. Kids got to know that there are some safe places, too, where they can go for a refuge, for a drink of water, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And invite him back so he doesn't have to go ask somebody else. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. We serve a good God. And when we do something for the least of somebody else, praise God, we have done it unto him. Thank you, Lord. There's some people who would have turned him away. My God. Last week when we talked about the seed being in all creation to bring forth the fruit and multiplication, we begin to understand that the seed is in man. These seeds are in us. These, all the things that God wants us to bring forth, wants us to accomplish, he planted those seeds in us. Seeds of greatness, seeds of the kingdom, praise God. Let's go on to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Praise the Lord fully committed. Are we fully committed this morning? Oh. Praise God. I'm fully committed to hanging up the phone. <laughs> Praise Welcome God. Welcome to the Magic Jack Free Conference Service. You just Press a 1 to join a conference. <laughs> the Please like, enter your happened? conference number. <laughs> Praise God. You entered 4 4 you will now enter the conference. First Corinthians chapter 12. Participant in the conference. Sorry, Sister Lois, I disconnected there. I didn't mean it. <laughs> uh, that's okay, I'm back now. Praise God. We're in First Corinthians chapter 12. <clears throat> Do you transmit as good as you receive? <clears throat> Are you a good receiver? Anybody a good receiver in here? Praise God. See, and when I say that, I'm hoping that you are in tune to the message this morning and you are receiving this message this morning. I'm hoping and praying that you are in tune to receiving as God transmit because he is the source. And so as God transmits all of his goodness unto you, we got to be able to receive it. Anybody good, good receivers in here this morning? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Last week, we looked at the days of creation. We found that God anticipated everything that man was going to require, need, and want. Man never had to ask God, well, what about this? What does God receive from man and all creation? That's a question. What does God receive from man and all of creation? 
And this was my answer to the question. I made up the question too. <laughs> Man having been created in God's image. Are we created in God's image? Yeah. Amen. See, the answer is coming right from the Bible. God being a spirit. Is God spirit? Does the Bible say that God is a spirit? God now experiences all of his creation through man. He gets to experience all of his creation through man. Because man gets to have relationships with everything in this world. God being a spirit now robed himself in the flesh, became man, and now he gets to experience all of the different relationships that man has with everything that he created. Isn't that awesome? Can we give the Lord some praise? Praise God. You see how important you are? When I said those words a couple weeks ago and you repeated them after me, I am important. You begin to realize from the word of God how important you really are. Amen. Jesus Christ was the first fruits, but we are the fruit thereafter from him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Robed in the flesh, God was, but now we are his fruit. Praise God. Somebody say, I am important. I am important. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 this morning. But turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. I'm going to be getting to my conclusion here pretty soon. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15 says, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Praise God. Jesus was tempted just like we are. He was robed in the flesh. God was robed in the flesh just as we are. He experienced things just as we experienced them. Praise God. Now, I want you to take this leap with me now as we've been uh, saying all throughout the sermon this morning. God is experiencing life through you, through me. Praise God. So he gets to experience everything that we experience. Good or bad. My God. Let me tell you something about why it's important for us to remember that we are not just flesh. One third of us is spirit. It's important to remember that because the flesh will do things contrary to the spirit. And the spirit wants to do what is right, what is good. Our spirit came from God. This flesh came from the dirt that God had created. It's going back to the dirt, but our spirit's going back where it came from, right from God. Our spirit wants to do the right things. That's why it's so important to speak in the spirit. And do it as often as you can. Because this, what you see and what you say and the things you 
think in the spirit will influence the body and that other third part of you, your mind. And it will begin to change things for the better. And somebody say, praise God. But he was touched with the feeling of all of our infirmities. On all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. In John chapter 1 and verse 14. John chapter 1 and 14. And it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I'll read another scripture. You may write this one down. Praise God. And that one that I just read was John 1 and 14. The next I'm going to read is 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. And I'm also going to follow up with first, uh, with Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 through 16. Colossians 1, 15 and 16. But 1 Timothy 3 and 16 first. And it says, with, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Praise God. Talking about Jesus. Talking about our Savior. Talking about the flesh and the spirit, praise God. Talking about his full commitment. demonstrating unto us how fully committed that he is, but then leaving us with the question, how committed are we? And Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it says, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? That's not a question, that's a statement. That's talking about Jesus again. Because he is the image of the invisible God, he's the firstborn of every creature. For in verse 16 says, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him and for him. Praise God. Praise God. Can we give the Lord some praise this morning? Thank you, Jesus. You see his full commitment. That is why it's so important to agree with his word. Get an agreement. Get an alignment with his word. It is everything that is good for us, beneficial for us. Praise God. It's going to stop the striving and cause us to be thriving. It's going to take us from just surviving to be fully alive, praise God. So that we don't have a sad death. Because we never fully lived. <laughs> There's so much life to experience. Praise God. Mercy. I don't want to have a sad death. I don't. 
I, I really want to experience life. I, I want to experience abundant life. I'm not just talking about the money. Praise God. But let me tell you something. I got love. I've got joy. I've got peace. I've got goodness. I've got gentleness. Praise God. Now, this morning's message may not be so gentle. <laughs> Praise God, but I'm trying to deliver it with a smile as best as I can. Because through, through, throughout all the word and all of God's power, he is so gentle and compassionate yet. And it doesn't matter what we've done or not done. His love is still just the same. He doesn't change. Praise God. And can I be mad delivering a message like this when I see that I got to conform to this message too? Why would I get mad? I can't get mad at you. Praise God. And I certainly don't want to be mad at myself. I'm not going to get mad at the devil because the devil is not the one that's making me lack commitment. I'm not going to give him that power. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We need not give him that power. God gave us dominion. He didn't give dominion to the devil. So any dominion that he has in our lives, guess who gives it to him? We do. We do. Let me close. In conclusion, praise God. This is a kind of tricky uh, Bible chapter to find because we don't go there too often. But it's one of my favorite names to say in the Bible, and that's Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2. I just like the way it sounds. Habakkuk chapter 2. And it's somewhere between uh, Nahum and uh, I think Zephaniah. Praise God. So if you find those two or any of those ones, Nahum is before it, Zephaniah is after it, and then you'll Find Habakkuk chapter 2 and just one verse of scripture that's verse 3 as I conclude. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Praise God. Can we give the Lord some praise? Amen. Some of you got a vision of what your life should be, what your life can be. Praise God. Hallelujah. Though it tarry, hallelujah, it's coming. Wait for it. Praise God. But while you're waiting for it, be fully committed to it. And that waiting for it don't mean you just sitting idle. You're fully committed while you're waiting for it. Praise God. So I'm not going to tell y'all how to be committed to Christ other than you need to follow his word. 
That will give you the instruction that you need to be committed. If you really want to understand how to be committed to the body of Christ, you see how the rest of your body is committed to the other parts of your body. And then you begin to follow that example. If I'm going to be committed to the body of Christ, guess what? I need to be the same way. If I'm going to be, if my body, if my hand is committed to my body, if my feet are committed to my body, if my head is committed to my body, I want to be committed to the body of Christ in that same way. Connected, present, available, serving. Guess what my head cannot do? Can't wash itself. You need a bath, guess what? The hand's got to do some work. Absolutely. And that's something that we all need regularly. Because when we present ourselves to one another, we want to be looking right. We want to be smelling right. Praise God. When we present ourselves unto the Lord, we want to be looking right. We want to give a sweet-smelling savor up into his nostrils, praise God, with praise. But respecting the body, respecting ourselves, we need to take care of it, praise God. Amen. Though the vision tarry, whew, wait for it. Yeah. Being committed to it, praise God. Anybody got a vision of the church being full? Yes. Yeah. Amen. And I tell you what, if everybody again that had ever said this is their church, if they all showed up at once, we'd be in trouble. We'd be in trouble, praise God. Though the vision tarry, wait for it, but still remain committed unto it. You got a headache? Take some, uh, what'd I take? Naproxen. <laughs> take some naproxen and get to church. Praise God. Now, had I babied myself, had I babied myself at three o'clock in the morning and said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to call off today. Anybody think you would have missed the benefit of hearing this message this morning? Amen. Did this message add to your life today? Did it take away from your life today? Amen. Let me uh, close. <laughs> God does not respond to your faith. That's kind of a wake-up call. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But God does not respond to your faith. Let me tell you what your faith is. Your faith is a response to God's grace. Your faith is a response to God's grace. 
And that's going to take a bit of unpacking. I can see it. <laughs> In order for us to truly understand it. But I think when we understand it, things are going to be better as we move forward in life. When we come to understand, our faith is not moving God. God has already moved. God has already put everything in place that we need. Amen. But we want to uh, talk to God and <laughs> implement our faith like he's going to be moved by it. Mm-mm. God has already done it. Did Adam and Eve require any faith? No. Uh-uh. God had already put everything there that they need. Everything. Praise God. Our faith is a response to God's grace. Grace having already done everything that there is to be done. Does that mean we just walk up into things and we just receive? <laughs> no, not at all. It's going to take some labor. And that's what I'm going to talk about in the Sabbath again. We enter into the Sabbath rest by laboring. Call it rest, but it's kind of like an oxymoron. You got to labor to rest. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, it says, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And that is why he is such a giving God. And that is our example to be like him. Praise God. And I say this in closing. If we live in a perpetual state of getting or receiving rather than giving, your life will be full of disappointment. Ouch. So don't be that way. If you live in a perpetual state of getting, what's in it for me? What am I going to get? Now, I believe that you got something out of this message this morning, right? <laughs> you come to a church that teaches and preaches the truth of God's word. Anybody get something from, this, uh, from the services and the sermons that are preached on a regular basis? Praise God. I hope that's why you keep coming back. Praise God. So if, but let me tell you something. If we live in that perpetual state of just getting and receiving rather than giving, you gotta give back. Because if you're just receiving and just getting, you're gonna live in a life of disappointment. Because you're always going to be looking for what, what's, what am I going to get next? Instead of giving back, giving to somebody else what you have received. God bless you. That concludes my service for this morning.
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Can we all stand and say, thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Father, we thank you this morning. Praise God. And as I end this morning, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Praise God. Are we going to be a victor or a victim? Somebody say victor. Are we going to be pitiful or powerful? Somebody say powerful. Are we going to be an overcomer or, an, or are we going to be overcome? Somebody say overcomer. Are you a conqueror or are you conquered? Somebody say conqueror. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And let us end in prayer. Now, um, if you need to receive Jesus as your Savior, praise God. Anybody in here has never received Jesus as their Savior? Praise God. Praise God, everybody has received Jesus as their Savior. If, how many have not spoken in tongues yet? Raise your hand. Be honest and be just real. Speak, spoken in tongues. Praise God, you need to speak in tongues. It is a gift. Praise God. If I told you, I think I got a $50 bill in my pocket. Look at Sister Charlene, baby. Come up here. <laughs> Praise God. Now, if I had this as a gift to give unto you, out of all of you who have never received the Holy Ghost, okay? And if I said, okay, I got a gift, and I'm going to give you this $50, who would be the first one up here to get it? No, 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 that, that hasn't received the Holy Ghost yet. Who, who, who would come up here and get it? Praise God. None of y'all? None of y'all could use an, an extra $50? <laughs> Praise God. None of you. Praise God. I believe if these were kids, they would all have their hands raised, right? And be up here pulling me down to get it. <laughs> Praise God. But see, this is what the Holy Ghost is. It's way more than 50 bucks. It's, it's going to bless you way more than $50 will ever bless you. But let me tell you something. It's received the same way as a gift. Praise God. And you can receive it that easily as well. There's people that receive the Holy Ghost and they don't speak in tongues right away. See, the speaking in tongues is just the evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost. There's other evidences of being filled with the Holy Ghost as well. But don't miss out on that awesome gift of speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Praise the Lord. If you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost and you desire to be filled with the Holy Ghost, I want you to come this morning. I just want you to come in your faith. Come. Praise God. If you would, be so bold as to come. Praise the Lord. And we're just going to pray for you to receive the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Is there anybody? Anybody that would come? Anybody scared of receiving the Holy Ghost? Is there anybody that's scared of receiving the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues? Praise God. You just don't want it. Praise God. You just don't want the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Let me tell you what you've just done. Praise God. You have just limited, again, yourself. You have just delayed your commitment. 
Praise God. We're in control. We are in control, praise God. God gives us a certain amount of control. We can decide. Praise God. I'm just going to be real with you, church, as we go forward, because we need this Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You can't be going through life thinking you got the Holy Spirit and then wondering why you're so bombarded with different issues all the time. And there's no real victory. No getting past where you are. But it's going to require commitment. Your commitment, praise God. Praise the Lord. I'll ask you one more time to come. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Sister Charlene, would you come and end us in prayer? Praise God. And I probably would have given the uh, $50. <laughs> I'm telling Josh here and Mike going up there. This is about the Holy Ghost. You know, just, you, I mean, and it's not about that money, but being committed and wanting to be, thank you, uh, fully belonging to God. I said I thank God for my seal. That's what I call it. He sealed it in. And I'm grateful to him. So I thank God for being committed. And we be committed in his word at all times. His word is what we live on, what I live on, what I feed off of. And I thank him for it each and every day of my life. And so I'm committed to that word that even in prayer, I'm committed to prayer. When different ones call us and they talk to us about different things, we want to pray for them. Yeah. We got to be committed. You can't just say, we're going to pray today and forget about it. Every day of my life that God enables me to get up and breathe breath of life into my lungs, I'm praying. I'm praying for different ones each and every day. I'm calling their names. So I thank God for all of these things. And thank God for each and every last one of you here today. For those online that's not here, but they're here and hearing the word so that they may be blessed throughout the week as well for all of us. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name yes, that we are here. You willed us to be here yet another day. Thank Somebody that was here on last week, they're not here because they're not in this church per se, but somewhere throughout the world, they're no longer here. They're no longer alive. So we thank you, Lord, for the breath of life each and every Father, day you. that you give us. You grant us, my God. And we're not worthy of it, but we thank you because you love us so. You're committed to loving us. You gave your first, your only begotten son so that we may have that life and have it more abundantly. And as the pastor said, living, I said that about my mother. My mother is alive, but is she living? And I said to my husband, now that's a good word to speak on, living or being alive. You know, which one is it? I want to live and I want to be alive in Christ and know that I have life abundantly. So Lord, I thank you for each and every word today for the word fully committed. I want to be committed to you at all times, Lord. And when I grow weak, I need you to grow, strengthen me of endurance each and every day. Each and every last one of us as we go our way today, and we thank you, God,
for the song today by our sister Kathy. You know, I love God and I just love his songs and I get excited about the praises as I say, Lord, we praise God. We clap our hands and we stomp our feet and we know the highest praise is hallelujah. hallelujah. But always remember, I tell the kids, I say, when you're stomping your feet, remember, you're stomping the devil down, keeping him down in the ground. Hallelujah, Jesus. So thank you, Lord, as we go our separate ways today. Keep us safe, covering us with your blood from the crown of our head, working through the body, yes. pulling out every and anything yes. that shouldn't be, massaging the hearts, the lungs of each and every one, and keeping our uh, Romeo's father in mind, Lord, as he had that stroke today. And we prayed this morning. But Lord, working it out, Lord. You flush it out. You flush it out and bring it on out through the sole of our feet, Lord. Bless our households each and every day, Lord Jesus, that you allow us to dwell in while here on earth. Because we have that mansion. Many of us are looking forward to it. I thank you, Lord, for it. Don't care about the color nor the size. I'm just thanking you, Lord, that one day soon, one day, Lord, that's going to be mine. So we thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless us this week, if it's thy will, according to thy will and our riches and glory. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and amen, amen. again. Amen. Hallelujah, amen. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you.